and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 87. I'm your host, M, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Something my brain just broke when you said 87. Why? <laughs> I don't know, we've been in this podcast a long time. Yeah, we have. I mean, this is 87 of a monthly podcast. Yes. That's the part that really is terrifying. This has gone on forever. This is yes. 87th month. But we're going to hit quiet. triple digits next year, and it, it, we're, it's going to be a monthly podcast, and the idea of that is going to make me want to barf, so... Oh, we've done so many podcasts yep uh this is coming to you early because while this is a monthly podcast this week this month you're gonna get two of them so straight forward to that we'll tell you what you're what we're doing next at the end of this episode spoiler if you don't want to know about uh you know what we're playing i don't know you have to listen to mario before you get the goods that's the take what the advertisement for the next episode? No, it's, this is a really <laughs> the goods. This is a ter- quote unquote the goods. <laughs> this is a terrible plan. This is like it is like if you introduce a TV show and we're like you have to watch the episode in order to get the preview of next week. I guess that's entirely Marvel's advertising strategy. That yeah. is the advertising strategy for the most successful film franchise on the planet. So who? What do I know? Yeah, what do you know? Nothing. nothing that's what i know okay well jackson have you been playing any video games since the last time we recorded yes but you know we're good (laughs) no literally you can't do this we won't have a podcast if you don't talk to me about what you've been playing i cannot talk about kingdom hearts into a microphone again i can't do it i can't we we mostly keep the kingdom hearts talk on the voip life these days yes uh, because uh, Jackson's in the middle of hopefully not being spoiled. Nobody talked to them about Kingdom Hearts 3. Not even a bit. I don't even talk to them about it anymore. So, Yep. No, I'm fully... Uh, I have not seen a thing on Twitter. The mute's strong. The only things I've seen are like, um, you know, people saying it to my face. Uh, uh, like direct friends. But aside from that, everything's good. I'm I'm mostly fine. Everything's fine. Uh, but no, I'm playing Birth by Sleep at the moment and I'm having a great time. Um I will give a quick Kingdom Hearts update just because I know people were following things I've said on these podcasts and I was always like, oh, this is, this is, Kingdom Hearts 2 is bad and then 358 over two days is good, but then it like doesn't engage with the themes in an interesting way at the end of it because it leads into Kingdom Hearts 2, which is bad. Uh, and why is this? Is this going to be this forever? And the answer is seemingly no. Kingdom Hearts 2 is just bad. The other games are good. Birth by Sleep has nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts 2 and is just a very good game. I'm having a great time. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm looking forward to continuing uh, and playing um, Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a few months till I get to three, but um, I'm mostly kind of excited just to, because I'm probably going to play Recoded as well, and purely because I'm just enjoying Kingdom Hearts enough that I want to play them all. Um, mm-hmm. Not because, you know, I'm sure the the cutscene version in 2.8 is a much better uh, way to catch up but i i just am in i'm now on board i i've played five kingdom hearts games i like them i have to i cannot lie and be like i don't really like kingdom hearts i do i'm a kingdom hearts fan it's happened i'm mm. there i like terror fair enough uh but that's the that's the update yes yeah, so i'll give it more uh next real check-in will be when i finish birth by sleep probably on a vibe life mm-hmm. um, i know that's not everyone listens to that but uh I'll put my full Kingdom Hearts opinions in a public place when I'm done with the whole thing, so no worries. Okay. Uh, what have you played? I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Uh, which is an action <laughs> RPG by Square Enix that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, in this, after uh, Sora killed Xehanort last game. <laughs> That's not what happens. You can't, you can't even joke! <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't even joke. Can't even joke. You know I'm like this. You know I'm, like this. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I, I've. I've. Uh, I have been a Kingdom Hearts attractor since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, and I thought it was really bad. Uh, I'm enjoying 3 a lot. That's all I'll say. I'm surprising myself in it by enjoying the video game. Yes, that we both realized, me through literally 50 hours of video games, uh, more than that, uh, you through a day of watching YouTube videos, realized that the the secret truth was, maybe Kingdom Hearts 2 is just the bad one, and the rest yeah. of the is fine. Yeah. And that seems to be true so far. Yes. Um, I recently finished E7, which is uh, not a great... It's fine. You had another one in your pocket and you didn't... <laughs> God damn it. I just wanted to torment you. That's all it was. <laughs> you got it on mic. On mic torment. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so E7 uh, was a PSP game. Uh, I'm playing it on my Vita. Um, I've talked. I talked about this like two episodes ago. I feel like uh, it's fine. It's good. It's an action RPG. All Isas. All Isas are. Um, I think I might be done playing East. Um, that's surprising. I, I thought. I thought you were gonna play more. Yeah. So seven is a fine game. You run through the dungeons. You hit things. It moves really fast. It's fun. Um, it's also like. Like, I have so many games to play, and at this point, I'm just chasing the feeling I got when I played Aces 1 through 3, which Aurora, it's, like, the most amazing thing. Um, and I'm not getting that anymore. Like, it's just it's just what it is now. Like, it's nice, it's fun, but in a world where I have infinite games to play, I just don't think I want to chase down two more of these that I'm going to feel the same way about. Because I felt this way about East 4, I felt this way about East 6, I felt this way about East 7 now. Um... You, you don't think you have the space in your life for just this is just east this is how i feel about east i go every I, if, if year I or so just, and I... if i just wanted to like feel middling about an rpg i feel like i'd rather spend my time with something i haven't experienced before would you like, rather just branch out and like, you would rather play a tales game yes <laughs> at here. this point i think my answer is i'd rather play a tales game because i don't really know what those are and every east game is literally the exact same game it's fine yeah. i really like three of those a lot um and I think I'm just done. I just, I just don't think I want to play eight. And unless nine's like radically different, I can't imagine myself playing nine. So uh, that's fair. I just assumed it would be like a a comfort food you'd go back to maybe in a year or so. Uh, realizing that I don't care about being like an expert and having played them all and have opinions about them all. I, I was just doing it to like completion the franchise, which is a bad reason to do anything. That's true. Can confirm. As someone who just recently got rid of half, more than half of my game collection, I don't have time in my life for a game like East 8 anymore. You obliterated your game collection. There is yes. so much space on your shelves for manga now. So when we're done with all the JRPGs we have to play for this podcast, look forward to my opinions on Dot .hack, whatever that trilogy was that came out on PS4. Um, is that Sign? No, Dot Hack signs as the show, I think. Don't okay, ask I don't know. ask me anything about Dot Hack. I, I um, bought that uh trilogy because it was on sale. I don't know anything about Dot Hack. It's a fake MMO. There's a lot of it. Recode. Yes. That's what the re-release is called. Yes, yes. Dot Hack GU Recode. Okay. Um but that's the check-in. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, Downwell came out on the Switch recently. If you it's like three dollars. If you have a Switch, haven't played Downwell, even if you have played Downwell, it's absolutely the best version if you have a flip grip best way to play it best video game ever made it's the best way to play it if you have a very limited edition um, it's not you can buy it on fan gamer it's like 12 dollars um okay that's fair 
Uh, I didn't mean limited limited editions run well. It's not like a wide like not everyone knows about the flip grip. If you have to, I guess you have to be listening to this podcast and know about. The flip I have grip. I have the uh, Japan import of the Frankenstick for the 3DS XL. I have the uh, Arachnoid DS paddle controller. Compared to those things, the flip grip is the most mainstream thing in the world because it's twelve dollars on Fan Gamer. I guess that's true. <laughs> yes. So what happens when uh, just a random people make some plastic and not Nintendo sells a fake awful thing? Yes. Uh, but no, you just can play uh, down well vertically uh, in bed. In bed. In bed. It's amazing. It's uh, all you need great. from life. Don't use a stick. Use the D-pad. You know this. If you play if you play classic games on the Switch, you don't need me to tell you this, but I'm just going to let you know. You don't do use the stick. Use the D-pad. Is just like on, on a post-it note above everyone's monitor at this point. <laughs> Whenever they play anything before 1994. Yes. <laughs> Uh, haven't got yeah. to the point where I get a Joy-Con with a better D-pad. I feel like that's when I know I've gone too far. Uh, it's because the rest, like the the um, the, the vibration isn't working on those stuff properly. Like, yeah. When Nintendo puts one of those out, if I guess they probably won't, they never will. That would be no. a smart thing to do. That'd be a thing people would actually want to spend money on, so they won't charge for that. No, they're going to put out a smaller Switch or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah, they're doing some Switch models soon that will be bad. Um, yep. That will inevitably probably have a completely different size dock because why use the same dock? That's what smart companies would do. I mean, not if they can sell you another dock. It's true. Yeah. Well, surely you would want everyone to have two docks. Now there's a now the switch becomes a more, you know, right itself how you would advertise this thing to people. But I no, they're just going to sell more meaningless plastic to give them. I like using the switch. It's a terrible console. It is a, down a bad company. It's a bad company. They make some incredible yeah. games. Bad company. Yeah. New Super Brothers U Deluxe in stores now. For sixty dollars. Yeah. 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 Final well, Fantasy Ten coming. and Ten Two coming out for forty dollars a piece. Is that, is that right? Is that was that the real thing? I remember uh, you talking about 40, that. Forty nine ninety nine pounds each or no, for the collection. No, each for the collection. Okay. That's that's um, that's all right then. Twelve is uh, also twelve is fifty as well. Okay. The individual releases and those are like both those collections are both like thirty quid on PS4 at full price even on the store. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Gotta get that switch ne- tax. You would never buy them for anything more than like fifteen. Uh, um, so it's ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. I, I will buy them when they go on sale on the digital store at some point because I I will probably when I next play Final Fantasy Ten play it on the um on the switch if it's a good version yeah so i can play never you're never gonna play those games again i am 100 percent gonna play them again okay believe it when i see it yes you will but that's enough vamping i guess it's time to talk about some nintendo games oh you mean it's mario time
our game club this month is Super Mario Galaxy 2, uh, which is a Nintendo game released by Nintendo on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, I have a Wii. Actually, I, I don't. Wii. I don't have a Wii. I don't. I have a Wii U. Have a Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, my sister has a Wii. I could find her Wii and use her Wii. But I don't want to mm. steal my sister's Wii. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is Super Mario Galaxy 2. It was released in May 2010. Um, it is the sequel to Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, the mostly the same stuff. It's a different director. The original game was directed by Koizumi. Uh, this is directed by uh, Koichi, uh, uh, Koichi Hayashida. Um, but it is basically a similar team doing more work with Galaxy. It was originally meant to be like a 1.5 situation, but instead there was so much new stuff they just made it a full game. Yeah, and I mean it's still Mar- Galaxy 1.5. Let's be real. Sure, but like I, I assume the original release would have just had Galaxy in it and more levels. Oh, that makes sense. Would have been called cool. Super Mario Galaxy more, <laughs> because Nintendo can't name things. Uh, yep. God. Not more Super Mario Galaxy. No. No. Uh, what what happens in the plot of this video game, Jackson? Alright, so Mario. Yeah. He jumps. He jumps yeah. a lot. Yeah. So. So, so Bowser, uh, he he's big. big. <laughs> yeah. And he, get this, he goes to the Mushroom Kingdom and he kidnaps Princess Peach. Yes. Uh, and he takes her to the center of the galaxy because he has an evil plan, which is that he wants to become, like, he's already big. He wants to get big. He wants to get even bigger. Uh, big boy season is eternal. Big Boy Season is eternal. Galactic Big Boy Season is here. Yes. Um, and Mario runs in to a Luma who has been separated uh, from Rosalina and the whole everything. Uh, from You may remember from Galaxy 1, all the Lumas and Rosalina. Uh, they're not Forget really all here. that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter, but he does run into a Luma so he has the same ability because that is still canon justified. Yes. Because, of course it is. Um uh, and he goes on to what they call the face ship, which is a big ship which they style like Mario's face, and they're going to go to the center of the galaxy uh, in where they can get uh, Princess Peach back. This is a uh, form of mutual self-interest as uh, Mario can get Peach back, but then they can get power stars to repower the ship, and once they have enough power stars, uh, they can make their way back um, to Rosalina, to, the, to where the Loomers are meant to be. That is the entire plot of the game, they do that. <laughs> you collect the things and the goal is achieved. There I think no it's twists. important to mention, though, that Bowser is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known that Bowser is big. The beginning of the game is like a weird storybook thing. Where Mario's just It's like giving you like Mario runs at the stick and jumps with A. And then Bowser is like 50 foot tall and is like, Mario, I'm huge now. <laughs> I'm like, Bowser, you've always been huge in my heart. <laughs> what? <Wow. laughs> Uh, love that Bowser. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's so big. He's so big, and he was big in Galaxy One as well. Like this is the era of Big Bowser. Yes. Um, so- <laughs> yeah, that right itself. Um, but that's that's the game. You go you go fight Bowser. You there's Bowser Junior is there, uh, s- stealing some equipment from Doctor Eggman. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, he's always been kind of like this. Yeah, but it's now red and yellow. Yeah, that's true. They are literally. There's that boss that you have to like drill through to hit. That's just an Eggman machine. It's Holy just shit. an Eggman machine. Um, there's there are moments in this game where I'm like, man, Sonic Generations is a good game. I guess this yes. came out first. Yeah. But, uh, it definitely made me think of 3D Sonic more than any other Mario game has. Yeah, I mean, this has more bosses than any Mario games had, and because of that, they definitely feel like other 3D games that do that instead. So what do we think about Galaxy 2? How do we start this conversation? Because the game itself is so disparate. It's just a collection of levels. There's no thematic through line. There's no, like, aesthetic coherence to it. It's just, yo, Mario, here we go. That's it's the whole text of the game. It's a him. It's a Mario. Um, and I had a good time with it. It's a Mario game. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's, like a great Mario game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But it has some good levels. It has some weak levels. It it is this era of Mario and this era of Nintendo to a T. So at some point, like annoyed that this game just reuses so many of the same assets and the same music of Mario Galaxy. I'm like, they can't just keep doing this. This sucks. I load into the throwback galaxy which is just Thwomp's Fortress from Mario 64, and Mario 64 music starts playing, and instead of being sad about it, I'm like, hell yeah, Mario 64, which I think is maybe the most the damning most thing you can yes. say about Galaxy 2. So, so there's a throwback galaxy in this game, which is just um, shit. What's it called? What's the the the, the world Thwomp's called, Fortress. Right? right, you did say, but I didn't yes. even register that as the name. Anyway, the second world from Mario Galaxy, uh, from Mario 64, the one everyone remembers, um... And you load it and it's ba 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 da da ba 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 and you're like, right, Mario 64 is a masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> and like it is very cool to go back, but it just reveals how like there's a magic that is gone. Like you are going through the numbers in this game in a way that isn't even bad. You 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 do the, eh, the levels that eh, like, yeah. Is okay. it not bad? It might yeah, be a that's, little that's, bad. That's the thing, right? Is the it is mostly very frictionless. It is mostly very fun. Uh, but then it dangles in front of you like what just, this Just damning with theme praise. Ah, oh, Mario Galaxy 2. It's frictionless. You know. And it, mostly, because like, it does get pretty difficult towards the end. I actually think like in terms of recent Mario games, uh, there's more challenge here than there is like in the main Odyssey. Story yeah, Odyssey, sure, yeah. because Odyssey is a baby game for babies. <laughs> yeah, but it's also not a game that's about difficult platforming. It's a game no. that's about where the fuck is the, how many hidden things do I have to stomp on? Who thought this was fun? Is yes. Odyssey's idea of difficulty? Yes. Um, but uh, here there are some like actual obstacle courses towards the end that get pretty difficult. Um, not like anything crazy. Uh, but uh, definitely a little bit more uh, demanding. Uh, but yeah, you go into the throwback galaxy, and it's just <laughs> the game is not Mario sixty four, and that is obvious. But when it reminds you that it used to be, you can't do you can't do that. But I'm glad you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, it's it's. I miss I miss Mario sixty four. <laughs> so before we get into the weeds here. We've played all the 3D. We played all the Mario. This is we've played every Mario platformer. We are Mario fans, so understand that everything we say here is predicated on the idea that we are 
comparing this to all the rest of the Marios in a very specific technical way, this is a Mario game. If you like Mario, you've played some Mario, you're interested in Mario, play a Galaxy 2, it's good. Play Galaxy 1 first, it's better, but, you know, play some Galaxy 2. Um, so, all that out of the way, because none of that matters. Time to get into the Mario weeds. <laughs> the difference between objective-based and obstacle course Mario has never been more apparent in the battlefield of Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> no, it has not. So there's two types of Mario games. There's the ones where you need to get the star. This is this is what 64 kind of invented, and I feel like Galaxy One and um, and uh, Sunshine really like are the pinnacle of this form. Where you go into an area, it gives you the the mission, and then you go and do the mission, and you get the star, and then you're done. You go back out, kick back out to the the hub, and then you do it again on something else. Um, obstacle course mario 3d mario uh is also in 64 but it's really exemplified by the 3d land and world games and a bit of odyssey odyssey is also in a weird middle place where they get both parts wrong but you know we're not talking about odyssey today we're talking about galaxy we can't we can't we can't (laughs) where 3d land one of the best games ever made is more about the minute to minute what obstacles are ahead of you what enemies are in front of you what you are doing in the environment to get to the goalpost you always know that at the end of the level is going to be a flagpole you jump on the flagpole the level's over it's not about finding the secret to reveal where the star is it's about just getting to the end without dying and um, to be clear about 3d land 3d land came out like a year after this um yes. and we've both played it first and so like this definitely moves in the direction of obstacle course design um but they perfected it in such a way that makes a lot of the like fact that it still has the form of 64 in its in its like uh movements uh in some of its level design uh, it makes this thing feel so uh unfocused yes um, because it it can't decide i mean it can decide what it is it's not it's it's not really an exploration game but it's also not a uh pure just platformer with obstacles yeah. Um, there's a lot of gimmicks because that's what both Galaxy games are kind of big on the gimmicks. Yes. Um, a lot of frustrating mini games. Um, yes. All the, the spheroid stuff is cool, but is often used in a way that makes the levels feel just like segments. Yes. Um, like and they're often unrelated right like you'll do one thing and sometimes they're, they're connected by thematic ideas like there'll be a mechanical through line to them but sometimes it'll be on this sphere you do this one thing you maybe kill all the enemies and jump on a thing and on the next sphere uh you know you um go uh you don't find any rabbits in this game uh, <laughs> but there'll be just another arbitrary challenge to do and there'll be a series of those and that'll be a level um so it ends up the design of these courses feels definitely less coherent than in 3D Land, where every... One, they're way shorter in 3D Land. The courses in this game go on forever. Yes. They're so long. Like, a short course is about seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's too long. Eh, I, I was averaging about five minutes per course. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it was... I guess, okay, maybe seven is too high. Um but uh, still too long. Yeah, no. 3D Land is uh, maybe four minutes on the long end. Yes. You get a fairly long auto scroller. 
like so formerly like one of my major quibbles with this game is everything you do seems like it takes too long like yes. you load up the game you're on the face ship a toad's like hey i got a letter for you here's five lives because the game doesn't save your lives when you close the game <laughs> so it just gives you five lives at the beginning of every session to like boost you up to nine um even though by the time you've played for a half hour you have 23 and they're meaningless because they're all gonna go away again anyway um unless you, you quit because you were on a bit that you were struggling on <laughs> Yes, and then you have to go back and do the hard part with four or nine lives, depending on whether you remembered to get them from the toad. I I wouldn't know what that is. So okay, uh, there's <laughs> then a couple stand- of pranks the challenges that were getting me. And then you stand on the face ship platform, and it zooms out to the world map. And then you go to the world map, and you find what you're looking for, and you hit the button, and then it zooms in, and then you pick the star you want, and then it zooms into that, and then you land in the galaxy. You play five minutes of going to get the star. You get the star, and then you have to do everything all over again, which takes almost as long as it takes you to get the star in the galaxy. Yeah, you move through this game really slowly. Yes. And that um meshes really poorly with the way that just uh like this era of mario games um all the challenges backloaded there's very little interesting uh like mechanical stuff until at least six hours in um yep and uh, did i don't necessarily think that's like just it isn't often defending uh letter mario games from the criticism that they are too easy is that they 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 still put the real stuff in there. It's in the back of the game where you want it, but you still have to get to it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm so tired by the time I get there um, that it's like, you know, I want to play the game and then finish the game. Um, I don't want to finish a game that is kind of boring and then do a bunch of bonus levels. Um, I think another thing that is frustrating about this is that the, the world map, right. Is a world map, uh, like a Mario thing. In fact, it's not even that because it, it has like two paths, sometimes branch. it is specifically like new super mario brothers the original one okay the original one yes because they yes. get those maps get more complicated in that series yes. and, like immediately yes um and uh but it also has the mario 64 style stargates yes um which are completely arbitrary and bad uh because you could get to a point where you have been doing all the things correctly and then you do you beat the level the next level opens up and then it's like no go do side objectives go do some mini games don't pass this point until you've got at least 65 stars um and that'll be really frustrating because if you were already annoyed by the games being tedious it locks you out from progressing through the mainline story in a way where like the the stargate design works in 64 and sunshine and what have you because the game is open there is no structure otherwise that is the structure so yeah the main so to uh go off on the other big part of this game in 3d world and land are introduced the idea of the the, like three star coins in every level you go in you collect coins normally they're kind of hidden they require you to do more platform challenges than just get to the end of the level um and that stuff helps give the game like a more like if you really want to like unlock the real Mario, you need to make sure that you are doing all this stuff, which is just slightly harder than getting to the end of the level to make sure that you are testing yourself and building the like higher tier Mario skills. Yes. This game doesn't have those um, and it, it they have them in a way that we'll get well, I'll come circle back around to. But it also doesn't have the way that 64 did it, where you are revisiting the same level six different times to do six different types of challenge in the same environment, where it teaches you how you can use your skills to do different things in the same geography to like 
boost your ability to move through the spaces of Mario. Each galaxy you're in maybe like three times and then you're out. Like there's no, there's no like six stars in a galaxy like there are in the paintings in Mario 64. And so your time in each one of these is really short. So you go in, you get a star, you usually pop back in and get another star. And then you have to leave until the trickster comet shows up, which is normally like a time trial or something, which are the best part to me of the game when they do like harder challenges like that. But you're not like re-exploring the space in those in the same way. So the arbitrary gates feel like they're asking you to play mini games and do stuff that is not building your skills uh, in the same way that we're like, I wanted to get every star in a 64 level because by the end of those environments, I like knew those environments back and forth and they had intricacies that allowed them to be like big playgrounds that you would experience and learn from. There's none of that in Galaxy. You get to the end of the stage, they give you the star, you go in and now you go left instead of right. And now you're on a different part. You see like two more planetoids you didn't see before and you get a different star and then you're done forever. Yep. And like the minigame ones are always like minigames hidden in uh, like doors or usually uh, pipes. Yeah. Um, and because the levels are so linear um, and the exploration isn't the key, when they have things like these um, question mark stars, which you load into the original star, so it doesn't give you like a preview image of where to go, so you have to explore to find them, it mm. makes the exploration really tedious because it's not like you can actually, there's not actual like different areas to explore and examine you just have to go through the level and hope that you hit the right point to turn exactly left where the game was telling you to turn right mm. um you have to go against the instincts of design because that's the only place there is to hide things uh yeah. you have to hide a pipe slightly to the left when everything about the game's level design and camera is telling you to move right uh so then that ends up making you just question your instincts constantly and it isn't like, it's not interesting exploration when they put it in because the game's levels are not built for that um but it makes up a large percentage of the stars which it then gates you on so if you're not doing the mini game challenges you better be doing every single comet challenge and getting all the coins which luckily i was so i was fine um but it's still like structurally at odds at every uh, at every turn. Like the before we even get into the frustrations of some of the level design stuff, um, the broad structure of this game is like working against itself in many ways. Yeah, I just either want to have way more galaxies to like run through once, or I want far fewer galaxies that I get to re-explore over and over again and find interesting wrinkles in. And the way it, that it works is that everything is like a hand-authored single-course run, but there aren't enough of them. Yep, because then they have to like pad it out with uh, some double variations and some yeah. uh, like what's the what's the word for this like hidden mini games within the stages yeah. which in this one in this one you have to shoot fire in a 3d mario game which is always the worst thing no one ever wants to do but now you shake the wii remote to do it yeah so it's hell on earth yes uh and these things aren't like game because uh, the thing is that galaxy one has a lot of these problems too because it is the same game um yes. galaxy one has a little bit more exploration and worlds you go through multiple times um but not not to the extent of Sunshine or um, 64, obviously. Uh, mm. But it has like a tonal cohesion that Galaxy 2 is just not interested in. Yeah. Um, which accounts for a lot. The fact that Galaxy is you're on you're in the galaxy. You're doing this adventure. You're um, helping save the Loomers. Here's Rosalina. The music will play when you get back to the base. Um, it it does a lot to like give context to the like levels you're doing, even if the levels are just random Mario levels. This literally just being a level pack and a series of 
like gates and lists um it really shows the value of framing this stuff correctly yes uh, or with any intent whatsoever it doesn't really matter what the intent is yeah um Oh, and then on top of that, to add insult to injury, there is something like the form of the three star coins uh, in this game, but it only unlocks after you have completed the game the first time. Only unlocks after you've got, not just completed, like 120 yes. stars, yes. the whole thing. got all the stars. Then you can go back and get the green stars, which are presented like the star coins in that they are littered around the level in honestly really interesting ways where they are like put in parts of the geometry you'd never think to go because there isn't anything there. And sometimes like you have to like long jump over like a void that you wouldn't necessarily think that you could clear to get stuff, um, which would be fun, except one, you have to get all 120 stars before you can even engage with this thing. And two, each of them is treated like a separate star. So you have to load in and out of each level three times to go find them because they only manifest when you choose that star from the menu. Yeah, you load in, you see the star, um, you get like the preview hint, you know, the loading into a Mario level uh, with the single shot of the course so it tells you kind of in the area you need to look. Yeah, they're not even, they don't even particularly do that much with the green stars because normally it's just like green star one. Like there's no like text, there's very little like, they don't like show you exactly where the star is when you load in for most mm -hmm. of those. So it's just left for you to run through the same level three times uh, because you have to load in each time and they only manifest when you choose that from the menu uh, to like peck and hunt through levels that are already anemic to find these last collectibles. And to be clear, going through these levels to find three more collectibles would be frustrating if they were all in the world at the same time. But loading out to do it three separate times, not knowing which one is which and where each one is, uh, it's, oh, uh, it's a big ask. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about Yoshi. Oh, right. Yoshi's bad. Yoshi's in this game. Yoshi's bad. Uh, I'm not a Yoshi hater. I like Yoshi games. Yoshi and Mario is, outside of Mario World, is bad. Well, Yoshi as, like, 3D Mario doesn't mix very yes. well. I actually think the tongue mechanic is pretty cool. Yeah, so do um, I. But if you just want Mario, but he moves like shit, Play on Yoshi, I guess. Yeah, the part where, like, it does the Yoshi thing where Yoshi is, like, meaningful in how you engage with stuff and gives you more powers, but Yoshi also, um, it means that you, like, you know, uh, run at a weird, awkward pace. You you can't do your long jump, no. uh, because that's the way you get off Yoshi. Um, like, it hobbles your, um... Uh, expressive movement abilities, which basically takes away the reason to engage with 3D Mario. Yep. Um, and it's frustrating because like, they could have just... like The stuff it adds is mostly uh, in the tongue mechanic and um, a couple other things that are Yoshi exclusive. But th they could... There's no mechanical reason other than the fans like that Yoshi uh, that it needs to be... Um, it can't just be a power-up on top of Mario's basic form. Yeah, uh, they didn't do anything interesting with that lim limitation. It just feels like you are having your movement abilities taken away from you. Yeah, um, and like there's not too many Yoshi levels, and the ones that are there are fine. Because like I say, I think the, the the design hooks for Yoshi are good, but losing your jump is a real bummer. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. In fact, 
because they don't actually i don't think there's any point in the game where they ask you there's no levels built around the yoshi float which to be fair i don't even know how you would even try to build a 3d mario level around the yoshi float and have it be good yeah no i don't either like like that's an impossible challenge i'm sure someone would try it but out of academic interest why would you ever do that you know yeah i don't know that part's bad and also, this is a game that loves its suits, and most of the suits are bad. So, you know. Uh, so, there's that one level where you've got to use the spring suit. Yeah, and you're like, um, man, Spring Mario sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> why is the window on when you have to hold the spring to do the big jump so hard? Yeah, it's bad. Did you get? Did you struggle with when the... the um, the, the Were they bullet bills, or were they... Uh, chain jump. Heads. Their chain jumps rolling down a path. The chain jumps. Yes. Okay. The cha- yes. So the this is this is the only you. game over I got in the game is doing this. <laughs> yes. Oh god, this one got me. Um, I ended up beating this one without using the spring. Oh, good. Good job. Uh, I well, I used the spring. Uh, once got hit by the chain jump. Then while I had my um invin- uh, invincibility frames. Uh, did a long jump round the next chain jump, and then when I was at the wall, uh, backflip, jump off, spin, jump off again, <laughs> the wall, and I was on mm. top. Uh, and that ended up working much better because, uh, like, there's just something about the timing on when you had to do the charge move because like I understood what to do and how to like jump over the chain jumps, but you had to press it exactly when you landed, and the timing was always off for me. I don't know why, but you had trouble with it too, so it's not just me. Yeah. Um, but this, this, I don't think necessarily all the suits. So there's the rock suit, which was there's, there's the rock the, suit, which is what if Mario controlled like a race car, but like bad. But then there's the one level where they did you do the level that was like a second star on one of the um later levels, uh, where you were in the rock suit the whole time. What are you doing? Maybe, probably. I'd you have to. I played this game three weeks ago. What do you? Oh, do? it's it's it, you with just like a race course. Okay maybe um, and it's it's good because it i mean it's the most it actually feels like 3d sonic <laughs> um, um is that the one where you're like going over the ice no okay uh it is you are you become the rock uh you and you hit ramps to to jump over and the ramps give you boosts and you gotta like angle yourself back and forth uh and there's also um like bumpers on the side that bump you back and forth and it ends with this like back and forth maze where you have to angle yourself into the bumpers in order to hit the next bumper to go around uh this like twisty maze that's too uh much for your turning radius uh and then jump off to the end i don't know if i did this one it's really it's one of my favorite stages in the game okay because i'm like this doesn't sound familiar and the only things it's making me think of is the like one where you're standing on the ball which i think is a better version of this kind of concept I think it would be if you didn't have to use the terrible Wii remote controls. I think it's fine. I think those levels are really fun. Did you beat the speed one of it? Yeah. Um, I didn't, and the way I didn't was it. I it was one of the worst things that happened to me in a video game. Do you want to know what happened? Yes. <laughs> so I was struggling on this one for so long because I would I had it down. I had it down perfectly. So it, it, just to set it up, it's the one where Mario's running on a ball, and the way you control it is with the hold the remote flat. Tilt it forward to move left. You left, hold it up left. like a joystick, basically. Yes, exactly. Um, and it works. Uh, it works fine. Uh, and you have a bunch of obstacles costed around that. There's one like awkward bit where you have to do get a triangle of um, pads at once. Yes. Um, 
And I had it mostly down, and I consistently got to the boss, but could never kill the boss in time. Just couldn't do it. Um, and then I did, with 13 seconds to go to get to the star. Uh, <laughs> um, and I go, can the, all you have to do is get along one thing, and it's not, it's not, it's not like a bridge. It is a bridge with a rail. Once you connect, you are connected. You can't fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hit the side of the bridge. Did not hit. Managed to get into the bit where you locked on. <laughs> rolled directly off the side. Game over. Uh, did not try that level again. My heart was broken. It was yeah, too much. That's fair. Oh, I beat it in my mind. I got that thing off the edge. So what happened to me the first time I did this level is I took too long on the boss and was climbing up towards the star when I ran out of time. Uh, so then yeah. I just did it again and succeeded. I, I, that boss is, just takes off. I guess the secret is to like you you probably do a you do a lap and then lead it into like a trap so it hits behind one of the little. Yeah, pillars. that's generally what I did. Also, um, the second time since I knew what everything was, I had so much extra time on the clock that like. Even if I had not, like, just smoked that boss, I would have probably been fine. Yeah, there were times I totally got to the boss with 40 seconds left. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. But, like, I don't like how fire flowers work when you have to shake the rear remote to fire fire flowers. Also, they're timed. That's bad. I don't like it. Um, yeah, the fire flower stuff is really awkward. There's one boss. I think, I think Boo Mario is, like, a waste of potential, just generally. Yes. Um, and I like Cloud Mario, but they don't reward you for how much Cloud Mario can just break the geography of the level by letting you just long jump your way to anywhere you want. I got a game for you. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I really like Cloud Mario, but I it's mostly because I can just use... I have three free long jumps, and that's yes. crazy. That breaks yes. the geography of Mario. But the, the game is so constrained that you can't really do anything with that. Yep. Um, no, watching uh, like Odyssey Cappy tricks is like, man, there's a secret good game here. If only they designed for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like the way Odyssey moves probably more than any Mario since, since 64. The problem is it never asks you to do any of it. <laughs> nope. And there's like a, you know, we'll do a cool thing and there'll be a... Um, even even the super, the super hard Odyssey final level is just avoid all these enemies and don't die. Not like learn how to do the long jump Cappy bounce. Yeah, it's really weird that there's no obstacle course build around that stuff. It's not even like the uh, not to um dive off into Odyssey for too long, but it's so strange that Odyssey has no real equivalent of the um sunshine levels. Yes. Uh when you lose the flood. Yeah. Um, cuz that's what I want is I want that with like designed around Odyssey's movements. Yep. Uh it's like my Mario ideal. They'll never even try. They'll never think to try that. <laughs> no. But um, do we have any more uh, Mario Galaxy 2 like specifics we want to hit before we... We've got some emails as well. So it has maybe the coolest Bowser fight in all of Mario. It's really cool. So one, before you fight, before you fight any world boss, you have to open the giant Bowser lock door, which has like these like giant rock symbols that are holding chains together and to do that you have these little gold planetoids that float up and you have to butt stomp them into the locks uh and it's awesome and then the bowser fight itself is just that mechanic again but bowser's floating in 3d space and you're on a planetoid and he'll punch it hard enough that these planetoids will rise up and you have to hit him with them and the way it utilizes odyssey's or not galaxy's uh, galaxy's gravity like planetoid-ness 
in the boss fight is some of the coolest stuff that's ever been in a galaxy game. Because you're basically aiming, but aiming like you're literally hitting a pool cue, uh, like a, a pool ball with a cue. Uh, yes. Terms of, like you hit it down and then it goes down. Like um, you aim your butt stomp correctly to launch this uh, in this uh, way. Hopefully you can hit Bowser. Um, and you're like dodging the blasts, the, the like purple radiuses that spin out from the from the crash of the asteroid. There's like fire from Bowser. They're, they're really good boss fights. Yes. Um, I like them a lot. Yep. Uh, I... My one complaint is I think the final Bowser boss fight doesn't do as like I was I was expecting more from the big final boss fight. Yes, uh, when they do. There's the, like, like a second bit where you're like in just in space, going like hitting planetoids into Bowser as he approaches you. I wish that was both more menacing and a little more dynamic than it is. Yeah, because it's very cool. It's the right yes. way to go, which is just now it's just this mechanic, nothing else in its purest form. Uh, yes. and there was more space there. Uh, there's no. Is there another secret, secret version of that boss at the end of the secret, secret world? No, absolutely not. Okay, I wondered. I assumed not. No. Um. Uh, honestly, the the last challenge in this game does not hold a candle to 3D Land or Odyssey's final challenges. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about this game's design, um, which is the thing we haven't mentioned, even though it is the thing everyone mentions about this game, uh, is they sure like telling you what to do a lot. Um, yes so the, the the peak of this was in a very late world so i'm already 12 hours into this fucking mario game um it is, i think it's the second to last world it was it was the battle world um and you land on the planetoid uh and there is nothing there but a single goomba uh you jump on the goomba or i guess you spin on it if you're you know boring um and the Goomba dies, and then a star appears, and you go, oh, I guess, kill the enemies, that's how I, you know, can pr- progress to the next asteroid. That's how we can carry on from this. Uh, you go through, you hit the star, you launch to the next world, uh, right in front of you is a tooltip that says, you have to destroy the enemies to get to the next world. And I'm like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, I- I've been playing this Mario game for 12 Literally hours. the only mechanic that this game has to get to a new thing. Like, you communicate the thing is they're still doing the work to communicate the ideas like you could remove all the tooltips the game would be the same yep um because it's not like they've forgotten how to design video games they just also have the text there and it's much slower for me it feels almost like they wanted to put like captain toad and the lumas and everything around because they're cute and those are characters people like but didn't know what to do with them because this game has no story or writings they're like let's just let them be like a like de facto hint system in the world's already easiest game. Um, so that what was the world that you were playing? This is just a very specific question to to you. But you were playing on um while I was on Skype with you, uh, you were playing one. You're like, that's cool. I figured this thing out, and then you like went back to the menu and realized that the tutorial was in the description. Um, do you remember oh. what that was, or was that just a moment in the game? Um, it was, it was the thing where you land on this like big cylinder, uh, like you're on the outside and it's glass and you have to like lead up a bomb to explode the cage underneath to let you in. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. I and did the, 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 the title of what you do for that star is literally just tells you to do that. And I did not realize that. What was the title of that? I don't remember, but okay. it's literally like, like, uh, like, 
Mario's leader of the parade, but bombs march or some shit like that. And I just button past those so fast to not read them or anything. I um, also didn't read that, but I remember that one where I was like, oh, I bet you lead this bomb. But then I pressed A on a thing to the right and it was like, hey, do you want to watch a video on how to use the bombs? <laughs> Great. I'm like, no, I, I figured it out. I just, yes, no, that is a cool thing. They should have just let you do that. Yes, because I just figured out on my own. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. What a good thing this game did. And then, like, had to load it in again for something. I was like, oh, wait, never mind. I just missed it. <laughs> yes, I also buttoned through that stuff. Um, but not, yes, so, but both of us had it in a different way. It was you had it buttoning it through. I had it from the tutorial video placed to the right of the thing. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah, and that that is a... A very like apt example of the lack of confidence in this stuff um outside of that uh like we're down in this game because we've played too much mario this yeah. is like still a fine time it it's not it, it's really not uninteresting when you've played all the other marios to play this one because mm -hmm. like, I, I don't think it does anything exceptionally well it's not unique in any particular way it's not even like interesting but kind of bad in the way sunshine can be yeah, like Sunshine is a more obviously flawed game, right? With when you can point and go, why does this work like this? Why doesn't the jump feel like this? Why why is Flood so awkward? Um, why do I have to collect so many blue coins? Why have you done this to me? <laughs> why can I not track which blue coins I have? Who is in charge of this? Yeah. Why is there a fifteen minute cutscene at the start of the game? Yeah. Um and like that's much more service level than obvious uh but while they sand down the edges here there's no like interesting things to back that up yeah um and it's fine yeah it's fine we i had a good time i did not not enjoy my time with this game i don't think same it's i'm glad i finally played it because at the time i played a little bit of it and i was like this is too much like mario galaxy and just kind of bounced off of it um i honestly think it's like more enjoyable than odyssey even though i think that's like more coherent and well-made and interesting i think i prefer odyssey but only um, because I like the way Odyssey feels to move through. The game never asks you to do it, but I like being able to do it. Yeah, I just Odyssey Cause, was... Because I'm the person who, if it shows me a path to get to a star, I am going to try to long jump my way around the hard way, just because I can. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I want. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to replay Odyssey at some point, just because I want to try to do that, like, engage with that stuff, even if the game doesn't want me to. Yep. Um... But this allowed me to do... Like, like, I did enjoy the later obstacle course type stuff. Yeah, um, I just don't think this game controls half as well as Odyssey does. No, 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 no. There was one really, really cool moment, though, uh, that echoed um, some of the like best stuff in Galaxy. Um, and it was completely unremarked upon and came out of nowhere. Uh, I forget which world it was in. It was in some uh, underwater world where you were using the shells to swim through these um, hoops. That gave you yes. boosts. I don't know if you did this world, uh, but you you go you go through the shells. You do this thing. Um, you like have to time it right, and it's kind of a rush. It's kind of challenging to uh, to make sure you can like hit all the oxygen you need. Um, but you do that, and then once you get past the final obstacle, the end of the level is a fairly long corridor where you swim up it, and then you see like the sun rising in the distance as you hit like land. 
and it's like a really well done moment and uh, ahead of you is a treasure chest and this um, green shell that's been your like companion this whole thing you know exactly what you have to do you throw it you hit the treasure chest and Captain Toad jumps out and I'm like oh you can just you're Nintendo you can just organically do these really cool moments without talking about them without like doing a cutscene you can just have this be the game you make and yes. it's just a completely it's not a particularly showy stage like i mean this is a showy moment but it's not like this the stage gives you an indication that it's special for this mm-hmm. uh it's just there it's just a thing they did in the game and i'm like right you could just make this the game if you want it mm-hmm. um but no it's it's just weird because they these moments really do shine through and there's a, enough of them for it to be very worth it but yeah it's a strange ethos nintendo right mm-hmm. yeah i mean like this is a year before skyward sword Oh, let's not talk about it. We'll just get people angry at me. No, what? Does, what the, the sky with the sword defenders? All six of them are listening to this podcast right now. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> and with that, it's time to talk about some emails. emails you can send them to podcast at neuralmapping.com uh you know whatever you can send them about literally any game but we like them when they're about the games we're talking about but we don't get enough that we wouldn't answer whatever you send that's true uh, you just want to trade these off i'll go first um yes you should go okay. first so i can load them up okay uh so we have our first email from Matthew. It is, one thing that stopped me from getting into Mario Galaxy 2 was agnosticism towards its prequel. Admittedly, Mario games have never been serialized anyway, but the game does little to acknowledge itself as a retread of Mario Galaxy. Was this a hang-up for you, or am I just petty? I think it's a loss to not talk about how cool Rosalina is pretty much any time that you could. Um, I don't I don't think this game would be better if it had cutscenes, because the problems of the game are mostly mechanical, but I do, I do kind of miss the storybook stuff of galaxy i think it's the one thing galaxy does exceptionally well that no mario game has done yeah and it's not even just cutscenes it's um the hub has just got like whimsical hub music and yes. you've got your big hub guy being like hello i'm the loomer i'm gonna tell you to take a break every so often press the button mm-hmm. to do the map you're the captain uh whereas the galaxy had a tone like there was a real enforced space that you were in that felt like it had meaning and purpose and existed in a way that nothing in galaxy 2 does um and yeah no it, like it doesn't feel like it's the next chapter of your galaxy adventure it's just yeah. some more levels uh yeah. and i do think that that um is a shame like we were well documented in our uh mostly overly exaggerated kind of ironic hate of uh miyamoto <laughs> Like, we don't actually think Miyamoto sucks, but we do think that he should mm. ease up. Yeah, no, I know. 
<laughs> I think that he should make as many Pikmin's as he wants and should never be allowed to touch Mario again. He should not have been allowed to after Galaxy go, we've gone too far, take it all out. Yes. Just stay with your 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 garden game, please. It's very good. Yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we share this. Yeah. Um, I have an email from Grace. Okay. Grace has two questions. Yes. Uh, number one, what do you think makes the difference between good collectibles and bad collectibles? Finding the extras in Super Mario 3D World thrilled me, and getting the moons in Odyssey felt like a chore. Whatever your personal experience is, what marks the difference for you? Um, and two, a much more general question, how do you enjoy or not enjoy games in which failure has permanent or semi-permanent consequences? I want to enjoy strategy games with a storytelling element like XCOM, uh, but find myself feeling awful if I play poorly. God, pardon me, I just... Oh, that was bad. I'm... Uh, wait, die. no, you're editing this, so... Are you taking that out? No. No? All right. Well, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What time is it on the podcast? What if there was a weird silence there and no one heard that? It's 54 seconds. (laughs) But then we're going to have all this where we talk about it, so... (laughs) Oh, which is worse. Um, I've sunk dozens of hours into into the breach, but every time a bug monster kills me, uh, kills a city, and my, my... uh, city tile, my stress level rises. These are games I want to enjoy or do enjoy. I find that my insecurity gets in the way. How do you make space for letting yourself fail and learning games? Uh, sorry if my second question is, is feel too existential. Appreciate all you do. There's um, no such thing as too existential for abnormal mapping. Absolutely not. This is our brand. We live this every day. Yes. Never apologize. Uh, we'll just take the Mario question. I mean, it's not even a, that's a, that is a Mario question, but we can talk about collectibles and anything. Um, uh, the problem with the collectibles in this game versus uh, the 3D games is the amount of effort it takes to even engage with them. Um, um, sh- collectibles, sure. collectibles should be things that are easy to grab a hold of while you're doing uh, the thing you're supposed to be doing. It's like why it's like why the thermoses and hidden pages in Alan Wake suck so much because they require you to scour an area in a narrative game about like pushing forward against the darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, they should reward you for being really good at the thing you're already supposed to be doing. The thing is, the like premise of this question mentions Odyssey, and Odyssey ticks all these boxes, and those moons are a chore. They really are. <laughs> but it well, does yeah. all the things you're saying, and they're, they're just bad. Yeah, but that's because it asks you to sack Goomba six times and look at the taxi that's flying across the moon for three seconds, and just a lot of stuff that is not fun. It's just like, oh, I'm going to look up on FAQ how to do this because it's too obnoxious to like experiment with for an hour. Yeah, I mean, Odyssey goes too far and basically turns the entire looking at the like the moment-to-moment play of your video game into a like dopamine reward system that has been codified. Yeah. Uh, like, it turns Mario into a clicker. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a little far, but that was I understand harsh. what you're saying. Uh, that was that was that, that was very loaded. Because uh, I, I still kind of like that game. I don't, you know, uh, I don't dislike playing it, but I do like think the underlying there's an underlying truth there. Also, if Mario was just a, if they just made a clicker Mario, I'd hope it'd be better than Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what? There'd be so many Goombas on the screen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's, that, I think that covers that. What do you think about, um, just, uh, permanent failure games? So I find strategy games stressful, permanence or not, just because of, uh, I was, I'm bad at tactics and the idea of making a decision and watching it go bad and not being able to like skill my way out of it by like being good at manipulating a controller makes me feel bad about video games. No. Like the one thing I can make sure that I can do in a video game is move the stick. So I dodge the attack. I know how to do that. <laughs> 
It's true. You've been doing it for years. <laughs> yes. No sense uh, stopping strategy now. games do not allow me to do that. Um, a game like XCOM, I think you just have to go in, like, go in thinking that you want an experience like Austin Walker talks about, where no matter what happens, you can narrativize an interesting story out of it. And being good or finishing the game is not necessarily important. Because let's be real, you're probably not going to finish XCOM. I've played XCOM like dozens of hours, have not even come close to finishing XCOM. <laughs> no, me neither. Um, and that's fine. I don't really need to because at some point the game gets too hard and I'm like, ah, let's go back to the early parts where this was a fun game. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. They introduced the enemy t- types that mostly exist just to fuck up all your sheds. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't really want this. This is not what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, um, strangely, I sometimes go the other way. Like I get the stress, especially in strategy games, especially yes. in like Into the Breach. I played it for a few hours and God, it was stressful. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I do intend to. Uh, but there are other games like Dead Rising is a game that's all built around this kind of permanent uh, thing, but it ends up making me feel less stressed. There's something about permanence uh, in games where it allows you to become less stressed about the moment-to-moment play because you go in knowing, I'm th- this is going to be a race. I'm going to start this again. This is not my perfect run. I can so- now... Because when I can just restart at a checkpoint again, right? Like, I can make it good i can do the thing right every moment is the most important moment because the only moment that matters for me i have this feeling when i play a game like dead rising where i'm like i know this game is supposed to about be restarting like doing the stuff over again i don't want to do that that's not how i play a game once then i put it on my shelf and never look at it again so i need to make sure that i look at an faq and consult to get the pristine dead rising run to make sure i get everything my first playthrough which is not only impossible but sucks the joy out of life um I got all of uh, Dead Rising on the first playthrough without looking at FAQ. Really? Uh, yes, I, but I mean, I, okay, so I guess technically a second playthrough. It wasn't an FAQ that I used, but I did get to level 50 before I did the playthrough. Well, yeah, the thing that I did was like, the thing was like, well, you have to start and make sure that you mow down all the zombies so you can get the Mega Blaster. And then I, I was doing that. I was like, wait a second. I haven't played this game at all. I don't enjoy doing this thing before I even play the video game. And then I never really got super deep into Dead Rising because by the time I did that and got the Mega Blaster, I didn't want to play the game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, but, you know, aside from the, like, oddities of that game's design, I do think that going in acknowledging that I'll be starting again allows me to uh, experience it with more ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but I've like, had times where I've been like, I am not going to save. I'm going to start playing Metal Gear Solid 3, and I'm just not going to save. And in stealth games, which is a very similar thing, I will, like, if I get spotted and it's not advantageous to me, I will just let myself be killed so I don't lose any ammo or lose any health packs. Um, this is this is 100% the opposite of how I play every video game, so. What do you mean? Like, if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to make sure I save every time I can, because normally I play a game up to a save point and then I stop for one. Two, a game like Metal Gear Solid, you know, I I play those games on easy. I If I blow my cover, I just shoot everyone and continue oh, no. on through their end of the game. I mean, I'm mostly the same as you, but, like, I will ha- if I actively make the choice to say I'm going to play it the different way, I like get to experience a thing that my sure. natural inclination is to not do because I also will like if you but give you're, me you're the also, ability you're to also the, you're also the person where like you're like it's a Sunday afternoon I don't have anything going on I'm going to boot up this game I like and play like two hours of it in the time that we've talked and known each other which is like coming up on a decade now have I ever done that and the answer is like twice ever. God, I don't think yeah I think I've played through. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Black more times than you've done that. 
Yes. I don't, I don't play games like that. I sit down, I play the game that's on my plate and then I try to finish it and move on to the next thing. And I never just boot stuff up for the hell of it ever. It's just not how I engage with it. Like I, I look at games as like a big, like everything in my life is a big long to-do list that I want to check things off of, which is not healthy or good. Uh, but it's just the way I engage with all media. Yeah. I, you know, that, but the existential but, and normal mapping yeah. question has come to the exact existential and normal mapping place. Yes. <laughs> and the, like the thing is like, this is totally arbitrary. Like I've put hundreds and hundreds of hours into the binding of Isaac could do that again. If I wanted to, and had some free time anytime I wanted, you I have don't ever want to, I don't ever want to play dead cells because I know that game would frustrate me like 45 minutes in. I'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this ever again. I mean, dead cells is so much more explicit about the treadmill. But you know what I mean? Like, I look at that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose my progress and shit. Like, I don't want to do this ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, mean, like, there's no, like, there's no rhyme or reason in what gets the, like, I want to do this over and over again. And I other mean, things where I'm like, I don't even want to engage with this the first time. You can, like, lo- reverse engineer the logic to it and, like, examine the design of um, Binding of Isaac and understand why that works and why something like Dead Cells wouldn't. Um, but also... I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you did not play Binding of Isaac when you were unemployed a couple of years before you met me, you wouldn't give a shit. We'll do the same no. thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're not wrong. The same like, way there's that- other There's other roguelikes I've tried to get into because I'm like, this seems cool. I think I would like this and just can't get over the hump of the time investment and like losing progress and doing stuff over again. I'm like, no, not going to do this ever. Yeah, the same way that I would not play Ninja Gaiden as an adult yep. for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, like... These are just thing doors that are closed to us. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, next question. So I have a question from Liv. Uh, excited to see Galaxy Two being covered. Haven't touched it in years, but it was my favorite 3D Mario game for a while due to the sheer variety of turn in terms of level design. Though I can see how the Galaxy games' restricted controls might bug people. Um, anyway, I have to ask: What is the best Mario power-up in this game, and broadly speaking? Hmm. I mean, it's the Cloud Mario in this game. Yes, absolutely. Like that's unquestionable. That that's just the best power up in this game. Yes. Um, and I, uh, the best, the best moment for the Cloud Mario suit is uh, when they design uh, that sixty four level around adding the Cloud Mario suit to it. Hmm. That's one of my favorite yeah. moments in the game. They should have that's done fine. more where they placed the stars because there's only really one of those five gray stars that really asks for it. And even yes. then, there's too many clouds in between. You basically yes. don't need a single cloud. You could just long jump it. Yes. Um, um, I think my favorite Mario power-up is probably the cape in Super Mario World. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, that's not mine. Um I actually really... don't I actually don't like the power-ups in 3D Mario games. I like Mario having a bunch of jumps and just using those to get around the world. I mean like yeah, cuz I like it just copy count, right? Like just Yeah, no. Count? Like the best Mario is fucking Super Mario. He jumps a lot. <laughs> um but like the 3D games add moves and like intent yes. and interesting things into that yeah, basic moveset. But they also they also add suits at some point, and this is what we're talking about here: power ups. Sure, but I mean, like in um, 2D Mario, like the cape adds a very distinct like move to Mario. Yes, but if, like it's not that like I like that he, it adds flight because I hate the raccoon tail. I think it sucks. Uh, that's fair. That's just because the raccoon tail just allows you to get all the jumps without having to Yes, it, like, it, I, it, I don't like the way the mechanic works. I think it 
uh i think it like rewards just running and then flying over the top of every single level by bypassing the video game that you're here to play um which is fine like i i do that a lot i enjoy it but that's not i think that's at odds with what mario's good at which is when you're jumping on stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah i guess i like i haven't really thought about like the times of uh suits that i really think for as much as mario is all about suits in every one of its mm-hmm. games it is so um not what i come to mario for i'm here for to run fast and do jumps uh, I like the tiny Mario from New Super Mario Brothers a lot. Uh, yes, both tiny and big Mario from New Super Mario Brothers are good. Uh, I don't think they do enough with big Mario, but no, they have that one level that they sold the game on, and then we're like, "This yeah. doesn't. This is not. There's nothing here." <laughs> yeah, you just press right, and then you're at the end. Um, I do uh, think the like duplicate uh, item, which I think is only in 3D World. I don't think it's in Land. Mm-hmm. Is it in land where you get the there's like the cherry that doubles your character, so you're controlling like two characters? That is in characters. that is in um in world only, yes. Okay. I think that's a cool one. Um the cat's okay. Like I have my problems with the world. Uh the cat's fine, I guess. Um there was one I was about to say that I was like, this one is actually pretty cool, and now I can't remember what it was. Vamp for me, Jackson. Um I'm gonna vamp and talk about Mario. You know what's uh, bad is the wing cap in sixty four, worst part of sixty four. Oh god that wing cap level where you have to fly around and get oh oh having flashbacks yeah. yeah, the, 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 the three power-ups in 64 are the worst part of 64 yes absolutely They're oh i'm fun. gonna turn into metal and go down to the bottom of the ocean yeah i, I move like shit now i move like shit and it's gonna run out of time soon Yeah, nobody wants this uh, yeah yeah, I guess I don't really have. I think I think Fire Flower is overrated. Like outside of the original Mario, where it's like the thing you want to do. Um, oh, I know what it is. Best Mario power up. Weird Mario mushroom from Mario Maker. Mario Maker. Yes, of course. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's a weird Mario. Yes. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what I got there. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have one last question um from our friend uh tron who is it's a bunch of questions i think we've answered most of these yes. um let's see uh there's a question of do we have a preference for 2d or 3d mario games i prefer 3d mario i prefer 3d mario which is a shame because if you like 2d mario they got you covered they'll just make yeah. that exact thing forever and you'll be like oh it's lost the spark but you know it's still there uh, I like increasingly the only 2d mario i really like is two and world which i would play either of those right now and have a good time yeah um, bring back mario maker you know i think mario world would have to be in my like top five games for me to what if if i could erase your memory and have the you of today play mario world i'd be so curious as to what you me too me too because would you just not like it because all the games pulling from it you're like oh this doesn't have this mario world i don't know i like pretty much everything about mario world i know i know like it could totally be that you just love it i just i would be um, that is the i'm gonna eternal sunshine use just so you can play mario world that'd be fine I don't care if like if the worst thing happens. I decide I don't like Mario World. There's still eight thousand other games I enjoy. Yeah, so it's no, not the end of the world. It is. It is whatever answer you get. It is worth the curiosity uh, to yep. go in and do this. Uh, there was a question: Do you like the Wii Remote Nunchuck, which we did not bring up? But going back to playing a Wii game, the Wii Remote Nunchuck rule. They're a great way to play a video game. They're fantastic. Uh, yep. I want to put whoever designed the Joy Cons in the Hague. 
Um, yes. <laughs> I play like, a lot of Switch. The Joy-Cons are fucking terrible. But the Wii Remote and Nunchuck are really good. The only problem is you can't click in the stick. Uh, yeah, you can't click in the stick. I think the Nunchuck is too light. Yes. But, like, they both feel good in the hand. They both fit, yes. like, the size of... Whether you've got big hands or tiny hands, they both fit yes. fine. They feel very I comfortable. I have big hands. Jackson has baby hands. Yep. Everything feels everything feels good. Yeah. Uh there's no, they don't feel like really uncomfortable to hold, which is good because you're pointing at the screen a lot. Uh, yes. and you can um like the ergonomics of it work that if you even if you're like tilting it to the right, uh it still feels comfortable to press the buttons. Yes. Uh, and it like just allows you to have playing a video game with split hand controllers should not be as like crazy a thing as it is with this uh the Wii Remote but it totally is. Like, yeah. what if I didn't have to have both my hands held in this really you realize how strange it is to hold a video game controller as you're holding your hands like a normal person? Yes. Um and so like I thought when the Joy-Cons were coming out, I was like, oh I'll just do that all the time and it'll be like that. It'll be perfect. But no, they suck. they're small and uncomfortable and suck, yes. Uh, um, if they were good ones, I would use them for any like if 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 Microsoft made one of these, I would just use that for my Xbox controller. If they had, like, yes. you know, a way to put them in two hands, uh, no yeah. one will ever make that. But that's that's no. my dream controller. Yeah. Um, and then there was a question of, do you like the motion controls? I think the waggle to do stuff's fine. Uh, I think it for the Fire Flower, it's bad. But for, like, General Mario Spin or getting the, like star propellant is fine the part where you have to point the screen to collect star bits still bad was bad galaxy is bad in galaxy 2 star bit um gates are way too high also yes like why are they so high like how many star bits do you think i'm getting yeah the answer is apparently all of them which i i guess i tried to do but it's still too many to unlock those final star bits well was like i had to go out of my way yes yep so that's all of our emails Thanks, everyone who wrote in. Yes. Remember when I was like, I don't think I have much to say about Mario Galaxy. We did. Uh, next month, we are doing, not next month, in like two or three weeks, we are doing Killer 7. Yeah, I bet uh, you're glad you listened to hang on for that information. <laughs> Jackson, don't be sarcastic. Killer 7's a goddamn classic. I've that's been wanting cool, to do Killer 7. That's a callback. I know. I've been wanting to do Killer 7 since we started this podcast. There's no Dungeon Killer 7. That is a just classic podcast callback. Totally Whatever. accepted. Whatever. Eat shit. You can get this game on GameCube, <laughs> on PS2, and on Steam. Uh, we are both playing the Steam version. We're, I think we're going to have a special guest. I think they're playing the GameCube version, right? Yes. That, that okay. was, I had received DMs today. Okay. Uh, either way, it's a great game. Um, I hope. We'll talk about it. I remember liking it a lot. I'm a little bit in and having a good time. So there's that. Uh, Jackson, please tell people where they can find our fine array of podcasts. Our fine array of podcasts can be found at abnormalmapping.com, including uh, Second Emphasis Log, which is a Star Trek podcast where we talk about Star Trek every single week. We are watching Star Trek Discovery. Usually we talk about books, but who knows when we'll be doing that again, because uh, there's a lot of podcasts going on. But there's still weekly Star Trek content, so, you know, you're not lacking. Yeah, there's so much Star Trek content. My God. Um, yes, where can nice. people find you on the internet? Uh, at Headfuls Off on Twitter. Yeah. If you want to talk to Jackson about Brexit and the Queen, <laughs> at Headfuls Off on Twitter. <laughs> this will be meaningless in like a week when this goes up. <laughs> but today, in like an hour. <laughs> yes. Today, Jackson did the numbers again. Rip Jackson. Congrats, Jackson. Uh, 
you, before we recorded this episode, read out loud all of the 20 replies I had to that tweet. Yes. They were all so bad. No they one is terrible. funny. No. If you think you can at someone that you don't like or not mutuals with and be funny at them, don't do it. Please don't. Like, I know <laughs> I know everyone here probably knows. Just don't do it. The best you can do is that the person's going to chuckle and then be like, I guess they got one this time for once. <laughs> I've had a few. Sometimes they get you and you're like, damn. The little, you know, I, I can't even keep this in. I come off like such a fucking arrogant numbers Twitter person. I hate being, I'm just a random person on Twitter. I don't yes. know, your jokes are fine. Please Everyone's know that whenever Jackson has a tweet that goes really big, they're miserable about it for weeks. But so... now I sound like I'm like, oh, your jokes can't touch my... My jokes are also bad. I just don't yes. add them at anyone. Yeah. All the jokes of Jackson's I like the most get like two likes <laughs> and they're both from me. <laughs> but they are good. Those yes. are good. I'd appreciate it in that time. You know, um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at EM underscore being. I don't get have this problem, so you can just talk to me and I'll probably reply to you as long as you're not a jackass. Um, you can find all of the rest of our part. Like, that's not what I want. You uh-huh. can find the ways to support the show at patreon.com slash mapping where for $1 a month, you can get the great Gundam project, which is our weekly podcast about Gundam. Uh, we are nearing the end of SD Gundam. We're about to start war in the pocket. Please look forward to that. It's going to be a really good time. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, part of that is we have shows that people come and produce like the killer seven episode coming in a few weeks. We recently watched all of giant robo, which uh, might not be out by the time this is up, but it's coming very soon. If it's not already up, um, and that was good. Our friend Rick came by and talked to us about giant robots and martial arts anime and manga. That was a good yes. time. It's good we time. just finished recording it. So we sure did. Um that stuff's all great. Uh and we'll be back until then in a couple weeks. I gotta go play some more Kingdom Hearts. Jackson's gotta go play some more Kingdom Hearts. We have to play another video game in between all that. There's a lot going on. We're busy. God, we are busy. Um so that's it for Mario Time. No more Mario games until the next one. Yeah, this threat has been neutralized. <laughs> Do you think anyone knows that remembers threat neutralized? I think we all remember threat. At least our friend group will remember it more and more every day. We miss him. Please come back to us. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Valve is a threat that will never be neutralized. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs>